moves ahead, but stay inside is shot clear inside the 100 metres, and he's going to win it in a romp. Stay inside, falling's clear from the fast finishing NMO, and stay inside, Tommy Berry wins his third golden slipper. Welcome to Bet Doctor, behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm joined by DK, the punters punter. Yes, Scoot, yes, by the uh, early signs here today, we could be up and about, what's doing? DK <laughs> is steaming, he's coming in hot, and that's going to make a very, very big show. And Nico Noonan joins us again. Welcome back, Nico. Thanks, boys. Good to be here. I was just uh, sitting down there at the cafe getting a toasty, and DK was already into me with the sick beats he's had this week, so he's up and about, punters. <laughs> Angry little Ant and Darcy Spinks, she was stuck in Byron and now she's in COVID lockdown. So a little oh, yeah. bit of uh, coronavirus Queensland has crept into the Bet Doctor uh, routine. So we've got Nico in the show again, who's on fire last week. But uh, we've just heard the intro, which was staying side in the slipper. And uh, there's a couple of different angles. Let's have a look at uh, the last 400 here. We'll queue it up and we'll watch them uh, come up the home straight here. It's a horse that we've been talking about. Nick and I were all over it last week, but... Uh, We've got Profiteer out in front. He's going really hard in the white. We've got Stay Inside, peeling to the outside, just absolutely coiled spring, just explodes. And then a horse, Nico knows, Animo <laughs> right there down, the down the outside. Always the stick in the right hand, fair dinkum. Unbelievable. Oh, yep. It's uh, just deja vu, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So I, I think I said from December that this horse would win the diamond and the slipper, and he probably should have won both. So I've been absolutely sick there. feel like I've been robbed. Did get something out of Stay Inside on the day. Our Sydney team on the racing show were pretty keen on him. Animo's flashed home. Personally, I feel he should have won the race. Mm. But stay inside, that's what you get. He's just a more PR. professional horse, isn't he? He puts himself up on the speed and, uh, yeah, Tommy Berry too good. Getting that's it, yeah. And the interesting thing was, listening to Tom Berry or I think the Friedman, he said the week's break helped really help the horse. Mm. And with those two-year-olds, they're all being patched together yep. after their campaigns and holding together. One, I mean, Animo's obviously a bit of a freak. He's, yep. he's just turning up time and time again. But... Tommy Berry said that horse worked on the Tuesday before the slipper. Mm. Much felt much better than he did the previous week. So that week off really helped that horse and having every possible in the run. And Profiteer got his carrot too. He won the 1.2 English Millennium. So he's he, not done himself any disharm there. No, he, and, you know, he's had a big space. And got a stud deal already. So he's already done his job for them for sure. Yeah, mm. and he, they went out quick. It was, a, it was he, he, I just had a look at um I mean, it was a pretty solidly run race, which is that's how he's going to go. Yeah, I but thought just... there was a bit of interesting commentary, like sort of around sort of all of the rating beauties, sort of um, people that sort of do the ratings in the race. Some of them thought it was one of the best slivers we've seen and others thought it was really bad. So I don't know, the ratings on the punting form data suggest it was pretty good. So um, yeah, I think that the, the first two can definitely go on and progress this three-year-old, especially Animo. Uh, he just looks like he's going to keep getting better. Mm. Yeah, he is, man. And the, the other one's only in its first prep. And, huh? yeah, you can't wait to see a horse like Animo go to, say, a Flemington or a Randwick, a nice big track with that big finish. Well, he gets back to Randwick next start and the sires, I'm pretty sure, no stay inside. So hopefully with a jockey change there, I think it'll be pretty hard to beat. Hmm. Yeah, there's all the talk every year, oh, what's the right form race leading up to the slipper? And, again, the Todman just shows itself up as the best lead-up, and it's the I word for mine, it's intent. The hook job on Stay Inside last start was so evident. They were not there to win the Todman. If you go back and look at the replay, J-Mac played his part beautifully. He hooked it straight back to last where you see there in the slipper that it had the tactical speed to get into the right spot and it's PR'd and then it's just gone it's absolutely the, bang. The draw as well. I mean, yeah. The draw and the grand final coming up. Yeah. So I think that that's either gut the horse out of the gates Get him over. And with those two-year-olds, they're worried about him over-racing. They love the cover, as mm. we all know. So there he's drawn the other day. And just watching that um, overhead shot out of the gates and watching Tommy poke up, poke up, poke up, 
get the right spot from that mm. beautiful draw, you oh, know? Great ride. Yeah, Sensational great, ride. Course, yeah, and he's riding. He's flying up there, T. Berry. So. Now, uh, Johnny Walter's still in the cupboard. Moonga. <laughs> Moonga Skylab in the Rose Hill Guinea. Poor old Johnny. Hey? <laughs> he copped it well, didn't he? He did cop it well. I, I loved his little unfollow, unfollow on oh. Twitter, but... Um, it was a uh, that was an absolutely titanic battle. When Skylab hit the front, I thought, oh, he's probably going to hang on here. And uh, Moanga was just good enough to make that really long searching run. And Nico, all I sort of got really excited when Annabelle Neesham announced that it was going to the Doncaster. All of a sudden, it's got forty nine and a half kilos. I think she's pulled the right rein, dropping back to a mile. What did what were your thoughts? Yeah, I'd be figuring on the pulse there. Took a bit of nine dollars. He'll start pretty short. He gets him with forty nine kilos, so um, that's going to be a huge advantage for him. Two thousand back to the mile, down in the weights. It looks a perfect setup for a three rod on that race. He's got to face Mugatu though, who's absolutely flying mm. the All Star Mile winner. So. That looks another hot race coming up in the Sydney autumn. Yeah, I felt a bit sick for Johnny Walter there with Skylab. I thought he might kick back and beat him just because I thought he might be the better horse so the further they go. So he's 2,000-metre run and all that. But mm. Moanga, he gave Moanga the perfect card up, didn't he? Moanga just followed Skylab <laughs> the whole way. I mean, how much was that? Suck, we're, we're, suck, we're on, suck, on, suck, we're suck, suck, yeah, suck. That's right. And $14 versus 280 whatever it was. What, yep. What's going to happen anyway? No, it was a good pick by Johnny. He said Skylab, didn't he? Anyone who was listening? He did, and it was, it was a massive, massive price. And I think the point he's trying to make is Skylab would be probably better suited over the derby, to, so to Walt's defence. But that said, he, he did say Moonga was a bit of a cat, and, and DK were, and I were quick to, to jump into his defence. But it was a pretty, uh, it, was a, it was a bit of a fill, half a fill-up last week for the Bet Doctor fans, so hopefully we can replicate that this week. But um, DK... Yes, Scooty, what's happening? <laughs> Any wonder you're angry. Any wonder you're angry. <laughs> Uh, it's been a chop out for you in March, and you've opened up the subs for a dollar ten, which is uh, which is very generous. So you're basically working for free for April again. So anyone that wants to tune into DK's out wide set, it's a dollar ten in a little birdie shop. Make sure you check it out. Some of the horses he's found have been unreal, uh, real sensation. Came out and uh, was unbelievable. Next start at the Valley. So you're getting horses that are kicking off of maidens, then they're going to town. Or Princess Rainey's has won a maiden. Now it's in the Vinery State. In the Vinery this Um, week. So it's going from maiden to Group One. American Angel will end up in a American Angel. Anyway, but. And we've backed, and a lot of them have been big shorteners. Scooty just haven't got the chocolates on it. It was just a month of Laspezia in the quicksand. Yeah, Laspezia in the shocking ride in the quicksand. Beauty ran into a South Australian Derby horse at Hamilton. (laughs) That was good. So, look. Um, yeah, it was a good it was a good learning month for me. It's the first time I'd done it. Um, uh, it was a chop out. Um, probably broke a few rules, maybe just by being trying to send up which we might talk about. There's a grubbery. I put, I put some pre nine. Pre nine. Not too much pre nine grubbery. No, no, but you might have to start doing it because the prices are going. Well, pretty I said quick. we might have to send them out earlier. But um, yeah, but anyway, so I think um, there's plenty to improve. I might like him. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'd, you know. I reckon April I can only improve and um, get some winners. Now, it wouldn't be... Uh, we, we, we might as well play the Admiral from Mornington oh, just for a little bit of a giggle. Boy, we want to watch this, this again, this, please. This horse uh, drew pretty wide. We won't start, show the start of the race, but he only had one option. Well, he had to, it was a big searching run, and he's basically gone three wide, circled the field, and he's he's in the... Uh, like it was a 2,000 metre race. He finally got outside here the leader in front. at the 1,200. Kick for home. And I thought the Busselton horse here was going to loom up. Oh, Jimmy. It got a stitch. No, I didn't worry about, worry about that. Busselton, they, they don't hit the line <laughs> in distance maidens. Here he is. Tr- traded very short. Probably a dollar What price 10. was it is? Dollar Nico, ten. Dollar ten. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he hit a dollar ten. Here comes Graham Big. Went past me at dollar twenty. Oh. 50 to 1 chance. Beats it on the line of Graham Big of all trainers. That was that was sickening, sickening, sickening. But, um, look, well, Scooty, what was it? 280 to evens. Mm. Um it's pegged as the winner of the race. It was the winner of the race. Just needed probably one little bit of luck 
in the run. Look, it drew wide, and I liked it because it drawn wide because it had no luck from inside draws its last three starts. Mm. So it just was going to roll forward, but just had to do a bit too much work early, hit the front early, and just to snipe a well, guy. The problem is we probably missed our chance now. Like he's probably going to go oh, around a dollar fifty in one yeah. of those days. Well, that's, that's, and that's the story it? of my thing. You know? <laughs> I wanted to take Evans American Angel and over it goes. And it was $1.55 and one by 10 links the other night. Yeah. Man, this just happens to, happens all the time. So, um, but anyway, but see, they're the, as long as they're, you know, as I said to Scooter, if you're taking 280 of those even, then, yeah. you know, the, the market's telling you you're on the right horse. I, so, uh, um, I loved, it, yeah. the, the viewer feedback was hilarious. The uh, <laughs> the horse that's knocked it off has drawn barrier one. <laughs> <laughs> DK's famous <laughs> barrier yeah, one. Favourite barriers. It's not me late after sucking on, sucking up on the inside, but anyway. Mm, I, but, think, um, I think that's a Mark Lamport Pearl, actually. Uh, in staying races, the inside draws can sometimes play pretty hot. And you saw it on that occasion. You got a 50 to 1 chance, sucks the fence. And if the fence is okay in run, sometimes they get that soft little suck, suck, suck. And. When a horse like yours is out at its feet, this horse has just done no no work, spent no petrol, and blouses late. Well, there's two there's two things there. My horse was inside draws, had no luck, mm. to an outside draw, wanted yes. room and momentum. The winner had been drawing out and getting back and out of the races. Finally, from inside draw, he could put it in the race and just save every inch, and mm. that's what got it there. So there's a story yeah. of two... Two, um, two little pearls. Yeah, two pearls. There's the golden switch, and one was... They both both were advantaged by drawing opposite, you know? Mm. Mm. And anyway, uh, Bendigo for you for the uh, the Mounting Yard Mail's your first set, and oh, I tell you what, a bit of SK Warn five wickets on uh, on Saturday at Bendigo, you're on fire. It was punters paradise there, wasn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it was a good day out there at Bendigo. I've been hit back down to earth though with uh, sound down and losing a grand final in basketball on Monday. So, but <laughs> Saturday night I was on top of the world. Um, yeah, it was a good day out there at Bendigo. The race is shot really straight. Like it was a race. I think a track you wanted to be sort of on speed up there. A lot of the favourites sort of lob in that position. Jay Carr just producing the absolute grouse again for the punters. Fighting Arada um, was never going to get beat. Yeah, exactly. So um, Jay yeah, it was Carr. a pretty fat day there. Looked all good, and there was a good, good crowd. I mean, the, the atmosphere is something. oh outstanding. Oh, I've been to go. I think it's our best provincial track. I'm surprised it doesn't get more Saturday meetings off the way it sort of plays and the atmosphere they get there. I thought it was an outstanding day yeah. racing. And Juppy. Yeah, Mayor Bendigo, the Mayor of Bendigo. Mayor of Bendigo. Jumpy, yeah, he man. was there. He was out and he was out and about yeah, Sunday no, no, no. night. With Very nippy. Everyone had been to the races. And <laughs> his comment was, if Bendigo's any guide today, Warnable is going to be complete carnage. So everyone's <laughs> looking to get to carnivals, looking yeah. to get to the races, looking good to have to a see. good time. It's going to be big. Nico, uh, and then you nearly, uh, you ran into a really smart or starry legend in race three. I think in the know with snow, tip that out. Uh, for some followers on Bet Doctor, but um, you had Frosten and Scissor Step, so you had, yeah, you had a 20, and 20 and 30 to 1 yeah. chances well, there, so you've nearly I, blitzed the card. I did, I've done a post race on that race, and he's a fast horse, that Starry Linden. He, mm. he ran fast there, but Frosten was a great run. Great yeah. run. Frosten, if they probably get moving a bit early, he probably, I think, definitely okay. runs a clear, clear second. Just needed, if not it just needed to land a pair closer because he yeah. had the, the horrible draw, he just got too far back, but he, it was the run of the race for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Gonna be, uh, it's going to be a really good show. We've got Nico previewing Caulfield. He's got three races that he likes there. We've got Rose Hill. It's a, it's an absolute cracking card. We've got the godfather of pearls. We've got Mark Lamborn. And, and he tipped those ruffies in the golden slipper. I think uh, ingratiating Ramwell. Captive <coughs> 100 to 1, ran fifth. Yep. yep. Mark, so they were Mark's. They're horses of... to follow in the yeah. future. They'll, they'll come out and they'll win yeah. races for sure. Yeah, so was... make sure you go back through the Bet Doctor tapes. And um, there's a lot of horses that we find. And if they don't win the start that we're on, usually they're horses to follow. And Make sure um, you black book a few of them. And he'll be talking Rose Hill. It's a cracking uh, cracking card up there. Sure, it's unbelievable racing at Rose Hill. And then Ascot, 
Thank God for He's Ascot. Ascot. Terry Layton. Yeah, Terry Layton. Terence, <laughs> as he likes to be known. But uh, Ascot are, uh, are carrying the can for Good Friday. There's a good card at Ascot on Friday, and the Karakata plate is on Saturday. So it's uh, a doubleheader at Ascot, and that's exactly what you need in Easter. And I see there's a little bit of banter on racing.com. When, when are the Victorian guys going to start to embrace Good Friday racing? DK doesn't want it, shaking want their head. It. Oh, they're going to have a night meeting family. if they want one. But give the participants a rest. day off. Give the and give us punters a rest. And you know, it's, there's racing no, on all the time. We don't need it all the time, no. Nico. Yeah, we can just bet out wide and ask up for the day. Just <laughs> if you want, if you, chase if, the if, you can, if you complete attic, just yeah, go and bet there. I bet Launce's not even got a night yeah, meeting I'm, on as well. I'm happy with the day off, to be yeah, honest. And so if you're I'm really right. itching for a bet, we'll just tune into Terry and see what he's got to say. Exactly. I was in autopilot yesterday, waiting for the fields to come out. <laughs> do the form right. What two meetings have I got to do Friday? And then I'll, what? Saturday, Monday, Sunday. Oh yeah, beautiful day off. <laughs> beautiful. I'll be prawns and Hot cross oysters buns. tomorrow. Seafood. You know, seafood on Good Friday, very important. Do the RT. Mm. All right. Uh, we'll, uh, big thanks to our sponsor, punningform.com. They're Australia's best online form guide and database. They're the biggest, well, the biggest betting syndicates get their raw data and they build their models off the punning form data. And the Make, New South Wales uh, speed mapper. Yeah, uh, the speed racing, maps. New racing New South, South Wales. Wales. Even use the punningform.com.au speed map. So everyone's on board punningform, so contact punningform.com.au and check them out. Up next, we've got the Caulfield preview with our man, Nico Noonan. Welcome back to Beck Doctor, a behind-the-curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK and I've got Nico Noonan, and it's time to preview Caulfield. It's beautiful sunny weather here down yeah, in Melbourne. Good. Hey? Mexico, 27 every day. You know, I've <laughs> got 100 yards on that North Korean joint up there, pissing rain all the time. <laughs> it's going to be a good three, maybe a fast two. It's going to be a road on Saturday, Nico, and uh, let's have a look at the first race that you've plucked out here. It's a cracking card at Caulfield, and a little shout-out to the Melbourne Racing Club. They've done relaxed dress code for all year round, so you can just turn up without the tie, and it's optional. How good is that, DK? Yeah, oh, fantastic, fantastic. Now all they've got to do is relax the beer prices. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Foley was blue last night on Twitter, nine dollars for a stubby or something. So um, Josh and all that, just just trim that back a couple of bucks and it'll all be sweet. Yeah, and if uh, if you're listening, uh, Josh or Jake, make sure you uh, check out Little Birdie Lager. We'll have to send you a couple of boxes. It's a mid-strength beer. It's a crisp, refreshing winner, and it's uh, it's low on alcohol content, so it's a mid-strength. They're all the rage at the moment, so you can still have a couple and steer and be under the limit. So we'll send you guys a couple of boxes of Little Birdie Lager, but yes, definitely a hat tip with the relaxed racing. That is progressive thinking. That's for sure. It'll be interesting to see if Flemington follows suit, but it is unlikely. Now, let's have a look at race three, the Catanax Redoute's Choice, great jeweller. Uh, it's race three. We'll get the Top Sport market up, topsport.com.au, Najmati, $2.30, rock solid. We've got a couple of horses at five fifty here, Sliders and Hunnam, and we've got Marine One from the Kenilworth Yard, 7 into six fifty. Lloyd must be spruiking. We're going to have a, a quick look at the last uh, last 400 of a horse called Hunnam. Nico Noonan, talk us through this one. Well, if you watch a replay here, punters, you'll just see this horse has absolutely no luck. He's pretty much last here, back on the fence, Damien Lane, white colours. He actually runs the third fastest last 800-metre sectional of the meeting, which is astonishing, given look how much he's held up for it. Mm. The race rated huge. Crystal Bond, the winner, is going to go to Sydney, I think, in a, in a Phillies race coming up soon. They've rated around, what, eight and a half lengths above. This horse has had no luck. I thought this was a bit more of a flashing white run than the market's given him credit for. Like, I think he should have run a clear, clear second mm. in a fast-rating race. Now, he gets to 
um, 1,100 metres here on Saturday, which looks ideal. He goes out in barrier number six, so he gets away from that inside draw. And like I said, he ran the third fastest last 800 metres that meeting. Like That's a night September run, Mars Crusader, all those kind of horses are running. I thought he was a good bet here at $5.50. Considering Naj Marty's down from Sydney, her win was visually impressive. Her figures on the punting form data aren't anything to sort of say that she's really, really smart. And I think she's really, really short at $2.30. So I think Hunnam, like last start, I think the market will find him. I think we're looking at closer to $4 on the day. I think sort of five fifty if you can get that top sport boost as well. Six dollars I took last Ooh, night. So, tasty um, boost. It is pretty tasty there at that price. I would have thought. Yeah, uh, I agree with your thoughts about the favourite um, coming to draw wide down the shoot at Corfield. Second start in the race won't be easy for it. Um, Hunnam, I mean, there was a savage bias to the rail that night. Mm, he was on the travelator, and he is an ordinary beginner, and he was on the travelator. But mm. yep, but off but, the fence is a good yeah, draw. Um, I thought, um, speaking of Lloyd, Marine won. Um, Love a set of blinkers. I do. <laughs> of and this horse had the blinkers going in on a recent jump out and went like a Learjet. Um, at Woolamai. Out wide for Marine One it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. wide too. Although they must have had a Caulfield trainers really had to probably take them down there. So we've got the blinkers. Mm. It's a, a very expensive cult. Got a big heavy hit of owners in it. Aussie Kahir, John O'Neill, Stallion, Newgate's in it. Um, I think there'll be real intent about this horse today. Um, so I think uh, with the blinkers on, it can be the one. Yeah, you can one. potentially back both because I think Najmati's going to start a lot longer than $2.30. Like, if she's yeah. holding up I, that price, I think that's I'd a be good, happy to That's lay. a good player. And I think Marine One will be up the front. Yep. And Hunnam will be stalking. So, so you've got one, one, one in both camps. So, yeah, good mm-hmm. play. Because they're both five or six bucks. So, yep. It's coming off a really high SP to Marine One. Will it drift from 650 Not sure, to be it's honest. It ran good. in the, it's, They were Blue Diamond preludes. Mm. Yeah, I think it'd race. kind of hold his price there. And, and he's, what he is, he's proven at the 1100 at... Caulfield, because that first run behind General Bow with Ollie on, he ran well, you know, so he's proven at the track and distance. Yeah, he's got some good numbers, which I mean, a lot of the others don't in this race, so I think that could keep him firm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So heavily against Najmati, the favourite. Let's kick along to race four, the Burnt Bryant, handicap over 1,600 metres. We'll mark please from Top Sport. We've got Black Pen, early money, five into 440. There's a $1,000 big bet there at the $5. We'll announce more of those later in the show. Struck by $5.00. <laughs> Iron Edge nine dollars and Captain Spud has been uh, just knocked off there eight fifty into eight dollars and you're looking at uh, Flying Mascot ten dollars and and Reader, Ripper Reader ten dollars and uh, much better the rest. Nico, we're going to have a look at the replay of Black Pen here. Um, spot him for us. He's last again. He's another unlucky runner uh, in the Ural uh, candy stripes there out the back. He just had no luck the way this race sort of played out. Dom to shoot your winner. He's got sort of Group 1 form over in Perth, running some big races in their handicaps. And look at Black Pen here. He's just got off the back of him. He runs the fastest last 200 metres of this race when the four of the two is the seventh fastest of the race. So he's just, once he's found clear air, he's attacked the line, draws out in barrier number 10 here, gets Jay Mott aboard. And I think what's really crucial is he's going to find another fast run race. There's a lot of speed drawn out wide here, so they're going to go quick early. He found a fast run race at Pakenham when he won his uh, maiden first up and absolutely brained him. And the last start was just a walk. Yeah, I thought this was a pretty good setup for him, and he's coming out of a lot better form than what a lot of these other horses has. Yes, Dom Deschutes probably wasn't at his best that day. Let's crack a deal. Had pretty good form sort of throughout the spring. Yeah, I thought uninterrupted run, Jay Mott. Punners jockey. I love Jay Mott. He just seems to get the job done for me. Outside draw. I thought he was just a bet here at $4.40. I thought he was one of the better bets of the day, to be honest. Probably the best. Track profile suits much better at Caulfield rather than Mornington. Mm, that's correct, yeah. And I, I, know, I know this horse well because um, I ran into him in a maiden 
We backed a thing called Adeline earlier in March. And, and he just um, exploded, didn't yeah, he, off he was, that fast tempo? And he, he'd always been a bit grubby out of the gates, and he mightn't have come up the prep before, but he trod well this prep. And I just the jury was a bit, still a bit out for him for me, but he went terrific there first up to say he was really back, ran a good 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 horse's figures. Um, and then he was good the other day. And Dean Yendall, I mean, Dean Yendall would have loved to have got rolling on him earlier, but he couldn't. So, yeah, Jay Mike, I thought, I thought the stable mate's back in good order, um... Ripper Rita. Mm. Ripper Rita came through that same form as that Princess Raheen's, mm -hmm. that really good race I liked at Packenham. She came back and was, I think, $1.80 or something the other day and just did as she liked. Bolted in. Bolted in. Um, she looks back in terrific order. So um, I'm expecting she might go on to better things this prep so she yeah, can run I well thought um, Pal Dioro might be a good roughy sort of there. He bumped into Iron Edge sort of first start this prep, who's well respected in this market. Then he pulled up Lamb the start after. One last start. I think he's just looking for a faster run race than what he's been. He's been some really slow maidens there at Ballarat. Finds a fast run race here. I wouldn't be surprised if he's getting back and charging to the line for uh, Ma Eustace. We saw him Wednesday. <sighs> Absolutely airborne. Um, what about so. that yesterday? So yesterday, that was well, yesterday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they had, had the jumpers winning. Yenser. Yeah. Yenser yeah. yeah. winning. Harder Bassons went like a Learjet in Sydney. Mm. Stenheim went like a Learjet at Sandown. Hard to dodge him. him like an hour. Like it was... Charlize won as well. Charlize won. Went yeah, just yeah. What a camp. What a camp. Mm, it's interesting. They're talking about trying to even up prize money, but like place it all around the country. But you can bump into these big stables anyway. It's, yeah, exactly. It's scary, isn't it? Okay, looking at race five, the Jack Elliott handicap. It's a cracking eleven hundred meter race. We've got uh, it's a big price if you can find the winner here. We got Winsome seven into six fifty. We got War Correspondent. Oh, sorry, Vowmaster eight dollars. War Correspondent ten into nine fifty and ten dollars. A blanket uh, of horses there, $10 the field. Basically, there's so many different angles here. But uh, the replay that you've chosen here is Capriccio, its last start. Nico Noonan. Yeah, a lot of people probably say this isn't sort of great form, which you could probably make that sort of case. But she's big odds here at $26. Like, you look at the punting form data. Just coming to the outside. and yeah, uh, just in the blue, blue and white, white there. D-Lane just shaking her up. Like, she's run the best figure in the race at her last start. This was a high-rating race, considering some of the form ones coming in. Bellina Patania is sort of a good yardstick. If you can get past her, usually okay. Like, she ran pretty well behind Isotope the other day. This filly's been back to the jump outs at Camperdown and went like an absolute rocket. Um, I just thought at $26 in a race where there is a fair few chances and you can make a good case for a lot of them, I thought that price was just a big price. I thought she was probably closer to $12 or $13 chance. And at 26 I was happy to have something on. If you're playing exotics, quaddies, you know, first four or something like that, she can definitely bop up in one of them um, in a pretty even open race. This could be a group class race, I reckon. Plenty this of is horses with upside. Like, I don't know a lot of these winners. They're all winners and... Yeah, so, yeah, look, she's possibly big odds, yeah. But um, that shows the depth of this race. She's the last start Flemington winner. She's 25 to 1. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, Winsome's your favourite. He's coming in off a, a Cranbourne win. I suppose the problem with him would be he's faced some small fields in his run today. Now he's going to come up against, what, uh, 16 of them here on Saturday, and he's drawn a low gate. So just how sort of tractable he is from that draw and how much race sense he has. Vowmaster was... Looked like a oh, it's one a, horse when he was in Melbourne. He's been to Sydney. He's very, done interesting, very interesting runner, isn't he? That he's coming back to Melbourne, coming back to Michael Walker, mm. who will no doubt ride him a lot quieter than now he's been ridden in Sydney. Be bloody interesting to see if it can be apples to apples and he can switch on back down here. Even Litchfield County was a good win last start at Soundown in some good figures. So there's plenty of chances here, punters. Um, More correspondent, the thing the boys backed at Mooney Valley Knights. You know, he's, it's just a winner. Yeah, so, um, he'll get a nice run from Barry number one again. Mm. Early, I'd probably think Vowmaster will firm up just off his SP sort of profile. Like he has an SP over two dollars seven in his life, and he's eight bucks here. I think the market might look to find him. And uh, Caprico 
we might be looking at huge odds late and I'll just be having something small there. And uh, Daniel Bowman, he's a freak trainer. He knows the right horses to bring to town at the moment. Mm. Yeah, very uh, very good trainer. Trainer on the up. Nashville Sound, yeah. <laughs> wonder if it's going to be back at the ball this year. Nashville Sound. Uh, I, uh, I think he's still haunts finished. I think he's retired. He's retired, has he? Oh, yeah, the other day. <laughs> dirty so he won't haunt us anymore of Nashville Sound. <laughs> DK has got the, one of the longest memories I've ever come across. He does not forget. Anyone just talks about a random horse in Victoria, and he goes, oh, that was the horse that knocked me off in a maiden this day and that day, and he's already said it twice on this show. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Big thanks to topsupport.com.au. They're Australia's biggest betting bookie. They're family-owned, and they've been doing that for the last 35 years. Give them a try. Bet with a bookmaker you can trust, topsupport.com.au. We'll talk to the godfather of pearls next. We'll talk to Mark Lamborn, and we'll sink out to the Rose Hill card. Take a break. Welcome back to Bet Doctor. Behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK here, the punter's punter. Up and he's about up today. and about. And so is Nico Noon, and he's on fire. And we're talking Sydney racing, and we're talking to the godfather of pearls, Mark Lamborn. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on again, Scoot. Mate, uh, great to have you on board, and uh, your roughies ran enormous races in the slipper, definitely uh, black bookers, we've already spoken about that, stay inside, one like a Learjet, but the first thing you've got to talk about when you're talking Sydney racing is the weather, what's the weather report up there, Mark? Well, uh, it has worked in their favour, this uh, pushback, <laughs> um, two weeks ago we were underwater, last week we were raced on a dead track, and this week we'll be on a good track, the, the more uh, critical factor is the fact, is the the six metre rail, so that's uh, a long way out at Rose Hill and that does favour the inside and on pace. So that's what we've got to deal with on Saturday and um, that will certainly come into play in uh, in the two group ones and um, I haven't got across the rest of the card yet, but uh, look, two very interesting races and I'm looking forward to both of them. Yeah, it is an absolute sensational card. You've got the Neville Selwood, the Tullock Stakes, a couple of Mexicans going up there, the Emancipation, Crone, another ex-Mexican. Mexican got the Melbourne form. The hashtag MF is uh, is right in the picture. But uh, let's have a, let's have a look. And the Vinery Stud, Vinery DK's Vinery. horse at odds too. Let's talk about uh, the Vinery Stud. We'll get the market up courtesy of topsport.com.au. I'll run through the movers. Darcy Spinks is in COVID lockdown. She's been in Byron. Uh, she's been sunning herself on the beach, so she is absolutely cactus at the moment. But uh, Harmony Rose, 260 out to 290. We've got Hungry Heart, 6 into 550. And Personal, J-Mac takes over here at $6. But uh, What price is Princess Raheen's? Pre- Princess Raheen, sorry, for the DK <laughs> maiden followers is 14 out to 17 Express. Yeah, clean up for whatever's next. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Lamborn, uh, take us through the race. Okay, well, there's obviously a variety of form lines here. Let's uh, talk about the favourite here who's had perhaps... Well, a feature of the race is the fact that nothing's sort of had a run for three weeks or more. So uh, it's not like there's a, a little fit uh, filly in there that's uh, going to grind them out. Uh, it, uh, everyone's in the same boat here. Harmony Rose has got the last dark group one race, um, and she's a lightly raced filly that's uh, obviously been... Um, uh, touted strongly uh, but yeah you, uh, you, you've got the Josh Parr factor here if anyone saw her J- Josh ride yesterday at Warwick Farm you know that he's going to make a prisoner of this race um, he'll ride the rail he'll ride the track perfectly and um, she's got to be the horse to beat having said that she's um, rather well found um, for her assignment this time um, Hungry Heart's got the, the Winx form line which is uh, Wings got tailed up by first seal in the um, flight stakes, went out, 
lost the light fingers, lost the surround, came back and won the far lap. Um, she, of course, lost this race, Winks, when she did contest. A uh, horse of Lee Hopes from Kilmore won this race with Lee Shin on board. Its name just escapes me. Um, T. Berry perhaps slaughtered Winks, and then she went on to get beaten in the Oaks uh, with J.R. Moreira and then never lost another race. Um, anyway, Hungry Heart. It was a J-Mac special the other day. He climbs aboard the uh, the Hayes horse, which is it looks like a a bog standard Hayes. Uh, you know, if, who was the last one we had up in Sydney? A hood. Um, you know, rarely yeah. wins, but uh, yeah. he's always Cam's bobbing around there. At the moment, I, I can't say that uh, I'm a fan of personal. It, um, it. I know she won the Oaks down there last spring, but. Um, just a fringe chance in this race for mine. I'd be looking towards horses like Miravale, who actually started a, t- a, sh- a touch shorter than uh, personal in the Oaks, um, and the wild cards. Um, force, well, the wild card for me is Force of Will, which is this uh, Kiwi mm. with uh, Group 1 Glenn on board. Um, she won her last four. She's only had five starts. So keep an eye on her. Hmm. Thoughts, Nico Noon? There's a couple of Victorians here. Yeah, a couple of Vicks. Uh, personal, I thought could have paraded better her first two runs back. I actually backed uh, Chica Fuerte to beat her last start, who's since come out and won the Alexandra Stakes. Uh, I think Mark's man, the Glen, still be probably finding Star Rail from the yard. She's <laughs> a very good parader, so I reckon he'll be having a good look at her. But yeah, personal, I think they've just been looking to get her to Sydney and maybe not have her fully screwed down for those runs in Melbourne. So I'd expect a bit of improvement from there. From the yard, interesting. J Mac goes aboard and Ollie gets bone mm. there. He goes aboard in Pecunius, who uh, I think if she found a wet track, she'd be very suited. But um, gets a dry, and then DK's Philly. Speaking of wild card, she might be the biggest wild card of them all down the bottom. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not not in love with the inside draw for her, and I wasn't. They're all tipping her at Bendigo on the weekend from Barrier One, and I had uh, the alarm bells there. But when she won at Ballarat, and she just sat three wide the trip and all that. Um, El Nolan said after the race, she's a big filly mm. and good stride on her. He said, I didn't care, I was out there because I just had to get her into a nice rhythm. So I'm not sure about the low draw and I think the 2400, whatever's next for her, but um, but I, she'll still run well. She's, she's got a bit of X factor, that filly. Mm, impecunious, I thought that might trigger DK, Busseton. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> is it over 2,000 metres? Well, I think you. Uh, it is, actually. How do Busseton horses go? Oh, no, I'm mainly in maidens. In maidens. So I, I do the stats on maidens. <laughs> and he's got a stable full of Tavistocks and Savabils, you know, all 100,000 plus. And you know what he is in distance maidens in Victoria, over 1,750? Four from 60 the last three years. At about minus 60% profit on turnover, and I fell into one on Sunday at sale. And that's one, one room why I got beat and went horrible. Well, there's your answer. Anyway, you knew better. Sydney. <laughs> oh, so definitely uh, a big uh, buy beware for Harmony Rose at the $2.90. It might be uh, one to watch from the yard. Um, if you want to get Glenn Pollock set, go to the Racing Rant. Support uh, the guys at the Racing Rant. They do a great job up there. But, yeah, definitely big asterisks around Harmony Rose. And the betting late might tell the tale up there. Let's uh, let's kick along to the Tancred Stakes, Race 7. We'll get the market up on the screen. Odds courtesy of topsport.com.au. Sir Dragonet, a horse we know plenty about down here. $5 favourite. We've got Melody Bell, $7. Seems a big price. Spirit Ridge, $8 with Toffee Tongue. We've got Angel of Truth, $8. 50 and Mirage Dancer. There's that stable again. $9. Mark, take us through the race. Okay. Well, Melody Belt, yet, yet to place in Sydney. I think she's had six runs here. She has run fourth in a Doncaster. I have her favourite here because she's got a turn of foot that these others don't. I know 
it is her first ever run at 2400. So that certainly stinks. Um, you know, my favourite <laughs> pearl of all time is the last uh, 2400 metre form. Now, I'm not saying that that's, a, that's a, a must have, but there is a horse here that's got Australian an Australian Cup run that uh, fits in here and a last start Mornington Cup run, Chapada, T. Clark. I'm all over this horse. $15 I've marked it. It's, it's at least double. Um, but getting returning to Melody Bell, who I think is top pick in this race, uh, she cleaned up Avantage last start. Um, Avantage just wins everything over there. Um, Anyway, she seems a big price. So Dragon A's got the, uh, a very good looking lead up uh, into this race with the seven day backup off the run that we pointed out on Monday was perhaps not G-Boss's um, best effort. Um, and I'm sure he'll be a little bit more focused on Saturday. Um, Toffee Tongue as, uh, as pre presents uh, as a last start winning mare. That's uh, she's got a sense of timing about her. Certainly fits in there. Angel of Truth um, would want it a little bit damper than he's going to get on Saturday, but uh, he's um, he's screwed right down now, and his twenty four hundred meter runs are perhaps his best, and this is his best opportunity for for the new yard. Um, Spirit Ridge seems a bit short for a horse that's just out of uh, restricted grade, and now he's into into a uh, proper weight, you know, a, a serious weight for age race. Um, and Mirage Dancer, well, obviously he's um, he's a he's a very effective at twenty four hundred, and uh, he's just going to poke along there, and he's obviously got a, a chance as well. But I look at the two horses I would focus on at the current prices are Melody Bell, who she's got a lot against her, but these are sort of scrubbers um and chapada which is uh, it, it's got that blue tiger guru feel about it oh, you know chapada don't we scared we know him very well the derby the derby oh we unloaded in the derby and oh. it was is it, it was still it's probably still weaving through trying to get a run there from way back yeah in that, oh, that first prep anyway that vanilla maiden that he won god that was good that was a good day <laughs> Well, whatever that was, but anyway. Yeah, you're right, he can so, recall any race. It's always a blast from the past with DK on, isn't, isn't he? Because he, he, every horse you talk about, he can just reference their maiden win. I think between you two guys, in a trivia night, you'd be hard to toss. Nick, yeah, uh, be hard to beat. Uh, i got a question here for you, Mark. Uh, just looking at these horses on the backup, I know you said that I think Chapada's the only horse in the race that might have that last start 2,400-metre lead-up. Do you sort of give a lot more of a bonus to those horses that are on the backup then, given a few of these have sort of missed that week off, or not really? Look, the seven-day backup assists. There's no doubt about that. And you're coming out of the Ranbit, which is a you know it's a proper race. We saw you know we saw the uh, the uh, the best two stayers around uh, battle that out. So it's 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 a proper reference, and you can understand why Sir Dragon A, Angel of Truth, and well even Miami Bound, for example, um, are, um, are horses of interest uh, because of that uh, that particular lead up. But you know, my favourite is the is the little twenty four hundred metre go because it is ju it's just a different distance twenty four hundred. It's like you step out of um, um, another land into a, into one where the question is seriously asked of you. Mm. And a horse that uh, I've got a lot of time for, and I just noticed it's a little bit of a market mover on Top Sport, and I'm just not sure if it's got a gear change, but. Uh, there's a trainer, Murray Baker, shifty as a shithouse rat, I say, and it's uh, the horse is called The Chosen One, and uh, it's been 17 into 13. Any chance, Mark? Look, it was very plain the other day. I know it wasn't in the right lane, um, and it's had time off and time off. So um, clearly this is a target race for it, and he's found uh, the great 
JHB, um, but I'll leave it to you. Mm, yeah, I, I, I love this. Uh, I love this horse's run a third in uh, in the Caulfield Cup behind Very Elegant and Anthony Van Dyke, and then he's he's run a fourth in uh, the Melbourne Cup behind Twilight Payment and Tiger Moth. This is a horse that loves twenty four hundred meters, so it will be carrying some of mine. And I guess Hugh Bowman rides all right. Fantastic stuff, Mark. How uh, how are you going with uh, all your uh, endeavours with racing New South Wales? Are you free yet, or are you in uh, Siberia with Nathan and Sally Snow? I think I'm uh, snow, still snowbound. Uh, the um, the uh, prize money that I made from a, a little doer called Mornay around the country here is uh, is still in um, withheld. <laughs> is still being withheld. Uh, even Pollock still hasn't got his proceeds yet. Um, I'm still uh, waiting for the, uh, the the chief MVG to tick off on that. But yeah, I think I have to pray to uh, both MVG and Sir Peter Volandis, um to be allowed some sort of um, pardon or mercy for my sins. Watch this space. Well, they want to see. They want to see plenty of contrition. I think if you're going to have to get a pardon, Mike. So we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> I'm sure you're right, DK. You're not. Uh, <laughs> now another another one. It is April the first, so be careful. We're not joking on this show, but. An absolute corker from punters.com.au. We're happy to talk about anyone here. We don't care. But uh, they come up with a great uh, great gag today. The Harbour Cup, a, a restricted race, a $5 million race, four days out from the Melbourne Cup, 3,000-metre race at Rose Hill, uh, $5 million prize money restricted for Australian and New Zealand horses. What do you think about that concept? Uh, I think it's something silly enough that PVL might even jump on. And I sort of just tweeted out before if uh, someone at Druitt Street, the work experience kid, had mentioned that or someone like Chris Roots had proposed that, I think they'd, uh, they'd seriously think about something like the Harbour Cup mark, a big staying test, a couple of days out from the Melbourne Cup. Thoughts? Got some wobbly legs up here for sure. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. I'm not sure that Mark's going to get any closer to his prize money off the back of that, but we thank him for his time. Miravale in the uh, the Vinery Stakes, and he's playing around Melody Bell and Chapada in that really tricky Tancred Stakes. Have a great week on the punt, Mark. Thanks, uh, Nick, and same to you guys. <laughs> We're going to take a break now, and obviously we are powered by puntingform.com.au, Australia's best betting form guide and database. It stores up in the cloud. You can take your notes, your form comments, your black book. Everything lives there. You cannot delete it. It is impossible to live without puntingform.com.au, so make sure you try and find your edge with them. Welcome back to Vet Doctor, behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I've got DK, the punters punter, and Nico Noonan here with me. We've been fired up all show, and uh, we've uh, we've stopped laughing, and we've straightened the wheels up here in the office of Little Birdie, but uh, we've got the host of the 1-1 pod. The li- listeners and viewers of Season 1 will know all about this guy, Terence Terry Leighton. Uh, Leighton, sorry, joins us uh, for <laughs> Season 2 for the first time. It's heating up over in the West. How are you, buddy? Yeah, good mate. Thanks for uh, thanks for having us on a little bit before my uh, usual wake up time. But uh, the things I do for you, Scoot. It's our sensei- six in the morning or something over there, isn't it? Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, probably I'm just. Making, I'm making to- it sound like it's four in the morning, aren't I? <laughs> well, that's probably the usual time that you get home, wouldn't it, Big Fella? Yeah, you're getting home. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't be getting up till it uh, usually starts with a, it has a PM in the name, not an AM in the name. But uh, no, anything for you, lads, and uh, hopefully we can find a couple of winners for the uh, long weekend. 
Make sure you check out Terry's podcast. It's at the one one pod, or you can find some of his stuff on the Betfair Harvey does free WA previews. So if you're looking to have a, bur- a bet during uh, the Good Friday Easter weekend, make sure you check out his stuff. He is a very astute judge, and it's free information. And we're about turning over dollars here. And a big thanks to the people over at uh, WA for, uh, for having races on Good Friday. Someone's got to do it, and we've got to have a bet. So we're going to have a little bit of a break in Victoria, but uh, we're definitely keen to sink our teeth into the cards at Ascot. And let's have a look at uh, the feature race, uh, the old Comrade Stakes. The topsport.com.au market isn't up yet, so come on, Tristan. Uh, we need to bet. We'll uh, we'll get Terry's take on it, but the horses like Trap for Fools, uh, Samizdat, Dig Deep, one he owns, I think, or has something to do with. Uh, it's a cracking little uh, race for uh, for an eight-horse field. Who do you like here, and what prices uh, have you marked the favourites here, Tez? Uh, yeah, Dig Deep's... Um he is mine. Actually, we've got a, a little uh, little hoof in uh, in the champ, um, and the way this race is uh, the way this race is set up, going from an eighty-seven plus to a ninety plus, uh, the penalty we got for winning uh, the grandstand a fortnight ago isn't really felt all that strongly um, with that setup. So there's no real reason that we shouldn't win again. And I've marked Dig Date with the scratching of Tycoon Storm, who was. Going to be popular. I marked Dig Deep a uh, two dollar eighty favourite scoot. So uh, expecting him to be probably three back the fence, and if, if we get luck, uh, he'll be too good for him again. Mm, biggest danger? Uh, definitely Samizdat. Uh, the replay watchers will say it was taking ground off us on the line, but you, you'll find that Samizdat was uh, off the bit chasing from the six hundred. Um, I felt we just hit the front a little bit too early. Uh, I think you'll find that CJP will coil us up a little bit more here. And uh, if we happen to sprint together, I'm confident as a punter, not an owner. I'm usually a, a <laughs> pessimistic owner, Scoot. Uh, I'm confident that we can um, uh, have too many punches late for, for um, same as that. You just want a similar setup to last start, wouldn't you, with Dig Deep, with that field just sort of parting on the corner and him just getting the dream run through there from barrier one. It looks a similar setup here, you'd think. Yeah, exactly. It, it really is. Uh, Harry Thomas is out of the race, but we've got Trap for Fools as the uh, as the speed horse. There's not a great deal of other pressure. Um, we've drawn the same. Samizdat's drawn the same. Media Baron will be back to last behind us. Pikey goes on Serenity Bay, but he's, he's a minor, she's a minor question mark at the mile. She's definitely more of a danger with him on it. So it's just the same race. It's just two weeks later, and our horse is fitter and happier than it was probably a fortnight ago. The people's horse, as they call him on the one one pod. <laughs> the people's horse, I like it. I like it. What about the crowds at uh, over at Perth? You guys, are, you're basically in your own bubble. You may as well be in your own country. Are the crowds getting around the races at Ascot since COVID lockdown? Obviously, turnover in the eastern states is absolutely booming. And a double question there: How's the crowds at uh, the Ascot races, especially for this Friday Saturday double header? Is everyone get around this uh, these couple of days? Yeah, Scoo, they definitely do. Um, the one thing I've noticed about the crowds, probably more so in the last six months and in the past, is they're more vocal towards the racing. They're getting into it more as a, as a sport, whether we've been starved of sport or starved of entertainment. We've been cooked up for too long, um, which I can't really say. It's been a lot harder on the East Coast, obviously. Um, but uh, there's just more of a, an enjoyment of the racing rather than the crowd that just wants to go there, have a million froffies and um, see who can be the first one to lose all their money and lose their shoes. So I think there's a greater appreciation of racing, but that might just be me uh, me dreaming or me hoping. But um, no, it's, uh, it's absolutely cracking and uh, the entirety of WA will get down there one of the two days, unless you're a 
a, uh, a sicko like me who will be there both. <laughs> we saw go. that and <clears throat> we spoke to Terry about it back in the spring when W Pike won that race mm. and it was like 10,000 yeah. people yeah. chanting the name. They were all engaged. They weren't off in the mm. bars and whatever. They were all out there around the mounting yard getting really engaged. And when we, that was that was so good for our sport. I loved it. So I think you're on the right tram there, Terry. How are you finding uh, yeah. Pike-free racing out west, Tess? Uh, I'm not a I'm not a massive fan. Um, as a <laughs> as a punter, I really like the fact that Pikey gives you a real uh, a real degree of reliability. Uh, you might have to take a shorter price for a few of them, but he gives you a real degree of reliability. But he also means that horses will start severely under the odds um, at times that you don't like, which means there's better there's betting opportunities around William Pike in those races. Um, but naturally, he actually rode one I owned yesterday. It's a great example, and we know this horse. It cannot lift its legs. It's a horror show. Uh, we managed to book Pikey on. It started two dollars eighty. I'd marked it fifteen to one. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't back the winner, but <laughs> it, it's sort of those situations where Pikey is great for punting and great for punters over race because uh, we can either back him or we can take him on and get a price around him. DK? Well, we 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 loved having him over here, and he just, I mean, the, the, the Hawks, the rides on the Hawks horses in particular, um, Mask mm. Crusader. Mm. Um, Mount Popper. Well, Mount Popper. I mean, he said he doesn't want to lead that. He doesn't ride things to lead. He said, I just landed there. Now, he led and went so slow. Imagine how slow they would have gone if he didn't lead. Mm. But anyway, I, I ran some... Um, Talking about reliable, what Terry said, I ran some just some stats on him. Um, he's got some staggering stats. On Grant, Alan and Williams, he goes at 1 in 3, 60 from 180 years. Mm-hmm. Even on Simon Miller horses, he rose, he's 20 from 55, 37%. Like, just amazing, um, what he said, reliability. And that to, to be able to ride at 1 in 3 is, is just stats you just don't see, especially over a bigger sample. Mm. He, can look, he can look really funny on them, can't he? Mm, yeah, but... He, he lifts them. But then they've, they've got to ride that one... Uh, Grant, uh, Terry will know this better than me, but he, I was listening to him the other night talking, he said that Grant and Alana and Bob Peters, they got him away, they want him to ride their horses. Mm. Everybody they right to conserve mm. and finish and to still get the job done at those sort of stats. They're not landing like Gay Waterhouse, landing in the first three all the time. They're, they're being conserved and rear road to finish. So just, I mean, he's an amazing sportsman. I, I love him. We were great. Blessed to have him over here and love to have him back, but he's obviously over there for their three-year-old features coming up. But, um, yeah, no, love him, Tess. If you've, uh, if you've just tuned in, it's uh, Terry Layton from the 1-1 one, one pod. Uh, he could be mistaken from my brother. I'm sort of looking in the, uh, the Zoom chat here, and uh, we've both got the hat on. And I'll tell you what, we could be uh, long-lost brothers. We both love a bet. But, uh, Tess, he got a moral for us on Friday? Uh, I don't know if I've got a, a moral. Uh, we've just given mine a little push deep, deep in the uh, in the old comrade. Um, with a little bit of luck, should be hard to beat. It's a day where nothing's come up a huge amount above my price, apart from a, a roughie in the last scoot. So um, I've never been a, a man to shy away or tip one that's at my price. We've got to find one that's above my price. And if we scoot to the very last, which I think will be 8 p.m. Uh, for you guys over there, 5 o'clock for us, um, in the Mrs. Max Handicap over the 1,200 metres, uh, horse number two, uh, Masquerade, will go around around the uh, $20, $25 mark. I would suggest um, this is a bloke who has been, he's probably been stiff at his last seven, you could say. Um, <laughs> that's usually a good time to get off, but we haven't been on during that period, so I think it might be a time to uh, to get on. Um, last campaign, only six months ago, he pushed Long Beach to, to one and a half or nearly two lengths. Um, it was also Condor Heroes and this will test you who was in front of uh, in front of him that day. Um, it's a big, big drop in grade from the 66 pluses back to these midweek 
zero, no Metro wins. Uh, the former apprentice goes on, uh, Keshaw Duran. Um, got a couple of um, Mauritian apprentices over here who are absolutely flying at the moment. They're basically uh, free kilos, free three kilos. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Um, <laughs> yeah, from the from the good gates should muscle up, land in about six with a bit of luck. There is nothing in this race. There's bugger all happening. I'm confident you can run the quickest last two. And look, I'm confident at 20 plus. Um, if Kesh can find a run, he can, um, he can run a big race each way. Fantastic. So to sum up on Friday's tips, we've got race eight, dig deep in the old comrade, and then race nine, masquerade. Yep. Let's kick across now to Saturday. And the first one, the Amelia Park Beef Handicap. I've been to Amelia Park. They've got great wine. I tell you what, I think it was about 100 bucks a head, and we uh, we had a skinful. So if you ever get across to WA, if Mark McGowan opens the borders, make sure you check out Amelia Park. They've got beautiful Chardonnays, and they do a good feed, and it's probably three-quarters of the price you get at Yarra Valley or Mornington. So make sure you check that out. If you're down at the Margaret River there, I'm sure Terry is all over that. But uh, race six, we're going to dig up a replay here, and I just love that Terry's gone two years back into the Karakata Plate to 2019 edition here it's sort of thrown me here but the horse he's talking about is tin snip we'll get that one up now and you can talk us through the race tess uh four deep just coming uh, off the back of uh, miss west coast live blue colors and why is... drew, drew 16 of 16 in a two-year-old race which is usually the death knell uh, you'll and see the champ appearing in the middle here. That's dig deep, coming from the clouds. <laughs> About this point, I realised we're home, and I was uh, scorching down the track, celebrating like an absolute lunatic. Outstanding there. I dare and say that will always be uh, the biggest day in uh, horse racing ownership that I uh, <laughs> I ever have. But um, funny story, actually. I'll, I'll get this one out quickly, Scoot. But um, the two-year-old of the year awards, the uh, horse of the year awards in WA were run not long after that. And um, we went along and um, we were told that Dig Date was going to win two-year-old of the year. And they told me to write a speech and everything and they'll get up there and I'll do the blah, blah, blah. And um, I pulled my chair out and they go, and the winner is, and I stand up and uh, no. they go, the winner is Tin Snip. And I said, you are <laughs> kidding me. So, uh, so I didn't get, to, uh, didn't get to drop my speech that, uh, that afternoon. But luckily we get to tin, tip, tin Snip today, which will make me feel better when, uh, when she salutes. What price have you marked tin snip uh, in the Mia beef, Mia Park beef? Oh, I've got a tin snip, uh, $2.70. Uh, anyone that saw the replay seven days ago, which might have been slightly more relevant, but uh, I wouldn't get to show my horse winning the Karakata if that was the case. Um, <laughs> it would say uh, he was back uh, off the map. Uh, got him behind him, absolutely bolting, just uh, just couldn't get a run. Um, I think if, uh, if she does get through, doesn't just win, uh, probably wins by um, probably wins by panels. So it's funny when a, a good horse like this, after, after that win, she came out and won the sires. Uh, he, sorry, I keep saying she. He came out and won the sires. Um, he only beat about four or five horses home um, in the next year and a half. These next six, seven starts, he just they just couldn't get him going whatsoever. Um, real patient campaign, trial, trial, trial. Uh, huge first up behind uh, Maricino, who won on Saturday, and Misty Ladd, who won the Esperance Cup. One second up, um, defeating a really strong midweek field. Should have been a Saturday class race. Um, and then last start was backed off the map and a moral beaten. This is the old seven-day redemption here. Um, I think you'll get a slightly inflated price because of that number next to its name. And as I was just saying to before, um, I'm talking DK, it was um, Pleto. Pikey's on Pleto here, and that will be over bet. So we will definitely, definitely see a backable price here for Tin Snip Scoot. 
Outstanding. So uh, take the 2019 Karakata plate uh, double here Friday <laughs> into reference. Saturday. I love it. Absolutely. Uh, a little bit wide and took me a while to uh, get my head around that one, but uh, I see what you're doing here now. Uh, Karakata plate. This is the big one. Uh, race eight on Saturday. Let's get the market up courtesy of topsport.com.au. We've got Pat Gossas is the market mover. $7 into four eighty. We've got Spin the Knife, $8. We've got Hoyan, $8. And we've got Flying Missile, $9. Who's going to be the winner here? Well, uh, good luck finding the winner here. This is as open a Karakata plate. The main thing I'm hoping for, Scoot, is a scratching because we've actually uh, got a reasonable share in the first emergency and we think we can win the race um, if, we, if we get a run. But uh, that's looking unlikely, unfortunately, at this stage. Um, but Pat Scott Sass was the big uh, beneficiary of the barrier draw. Um, I think she stands at something like 17 hands um or something of, of that nature she's one of the biggest two-year-olds i've seen it sort of reminds me of when you're playing sort of under 12s footy and there's that one kid in the team who's mm. about six foot four and um and just uh <laughs> just dominates just dominates the opposition that that's the feeling pat scott sass gives me she's just bigger than them and uh stronger than them so um it'll be interesting for me i'm I don't want to take her on too heavily, but she will be well back. She probably only starts shorter, but from barrier two, she's going to get cluttered away on that fence. And for a big horse, that'll be the first time that's occurred to her in her very short career. So, look, I'm going to look a little bit further afield. Uh, I've marked uh, Flying Missile a $7 favourite. Uh, I think it was about nine fifty there with Top Sport. Uh, has really good tactical speed early, never run a bad race in her career. The timing for this is, is perfect. Uh, would have loved to see her draw a little bit better, but from the gate, Chrissy Parnham is riding just as well as Pikey at the moment. Mm. He comes across, if he can find a spot, I've got him potentially finding the 1-1, one, one, and, and from there, um, she'll have to be super hard to beat, and she can run us a, a nice each-way race at a, at a price. Any thoughts there, Nico? Was T-Dog's yeah, found one? That was the horse I kind of, that pricked my interest a little bit, uh, just having a sort of a limited knowledge of Perth racing. But I'm pretty sure I backed her before, just uh, early days, and she always looked like a horse who uh, had a lot of gate speed, like Terry said, and has a lot of ability. I think Chris Parter might already be on the board by this stage. He's got the uh, gun per Philly clairvoyance earlier in the day he's yes. riding. So uh, she'll be very interesting for the punters to watch. I imagine, what, fifty Tezza? She'll be looking at that sort of odds, I imagine. Mate, I'm, I'm not an odds-on punter, but I reckon a dollar fifty might even get me. Uh, I reckon she goes around about a dollar thirty. I reckon at best. Yeah, she uh, she's a gun. Uh, really looking forward to seeing her come back. And uh, the best part about her being in it was one race I didn't have to do late into the <laughs> night last night. Cause you just know it's not a, a betting proposition race. But um, yeah, Chrissy is flying. At the moment, uh, as I said, the only the issue with flying missiles is just that barrier. If he can find a spot or uh, work his way to the breeze without doing too much work, um, she'll be in it for a long way. Neville Parnham's got three. All of them are semi in the market, and he's, he said this is clearly the pick of his bunch as well if we needed uh, another little uh, cherry on top. Mm, I love the little mention there of the 1-1 the one, one, uh, when you mentioned that horse before, but uh, DK's a big fan of that. He loves horses that push forward and off the fence, so... Definitely fishing in the right sort of ponds there. But uh, if you want to follow more of uh, Terry Layton's stuff, it's at Perth Racing Guru. I've nearly knocked Mike over again. Or at uh, the 1 1 pod. Make sure you check them out. These guys preview Perth races and they just live, breathe the racing like no one else does over West. West is best. Thanks for uh, joining us, Tez. And we'll, uh, we'll let you get on with the rest of your morning there. You're up and about now. There's no going back to bed. Yeah, I might have to go for a run or. Uh 
Yeah, that's not going to happen. But uh, thanks for having <laughs> us on, guys. Thoroughly appreciate it. And hopefully we can uh, find you guys a winner. Good stuff. And a uh, big thanks to the Perth Racing Camp for uh, carrying the can over the Good Friday and Saturday period. It's going to be fantastic racing there. So make sure you check out the odds at topsport.com.au. And hopefully Tristan uh, has put all the markets up so we can sink our teeth into betting at Perth by the time we finish recording this one. Uh, we're starting to run out of time here and go over. So it's now time for the Top Sport Big Bets. And We'll just talk about a couple of the uh, the big chances here or whether the uh, the guys here line up on any of these runners. The first one's in the Tullock Stakes. It's uh, Rose Hill Race 3, number 3, Young Werther, 2,500 at 5.50. Yep. Bit of a flashing light run last start. It's like knocking him. the door down. I backed him in the derby at 26 bucks, So I think he's definitely the horse that's been on the improve. Uh, Pray with a lot of improvement. He's uh, first two runs back this preparation. Um, and now out to 2,000 metres, I think 2,400 will be right up his alley. So um, it's been a good lead up, the Talek into the Derby the last few years. Mm. <coughs> yeah, no, thoughts, DK? yeah, no, he looked an improver in that um, Mooney Valley race. There. <coughs> the market liked horses out of that race at Bendigo on Sundays, uh, Saturday. So um, yeah, he's certainly an improver. Mm, the other one there is the Rose Hill Race 5, the Star Kingdom, number 10 prime candidate, $1,000 at the $10 quote. Any thoughts? I haven't looked at that. Yeah, I haven't had a good look at our prime candidate, but uh, he's just a typical sort of Sydney number these days. He just goes round and round. Mm, it's, uh, it's a pretty deep race there by the look of it. And then Caulfield race four, number six, Black Pen. As I mentioned earlier in the show, 1000 at $5 there. They've knocked the price off. We, we're in agreement there. And then Eagle Farm race five, number three, got a kiss, 1000 at $4 there. Anything from the uh, the racing show, boys? No, they haven't, they're haven't. they not up and about with their the mafia. They're just uh, waiting <laughs> till Friday. But uh, got a kiss... Um, yeah, she's been a speedy filly throughout her career, so I imagine uh, there'll be plenty of eyeballs on her in the early market, sort of money suggesting she might be ready to go. Sensational stuff. There's plenty of betting action. DK out wide. Wide, yeah, betting today. A couple of shorties today. I think we've got Warwick Nabil Saturday. Warwick Karang, Nabil, Karang, Karang. Karang look like scrubbers. Stall, mm. um, Mornington. Stall, Stall's always a good morning. Uh, even Mornington on. can go in the bin again after Tuesday. <laughs> and then, um, after Tuesday. <laughs> Well, that was my first bit at Mornington for the year. I was sort of bothered to join all these things on moral back it, tip it, and over it goes by 50 to 1 chance, of course. I'll have a spell from morning. I'll go to stall. Be good. Stall's always a good meeting, that, yeah, that it is stall good weekend, isn't it? Stall cup, though. And Nico Noonan's Mounting Yard stuff. Uh, you need to resubscribe for the month of April. The promo period is over, so make sure you check out Little Birdie Shop to uh, get on top of his stuff. And Scooty's got a black booker at Warwick so as soon as the markets go up, I might tweet that one out. Uh, it's at Warwick Warwick Nabil, I found Yeah, a little black booker. Right camp, too. Hey? Right camp. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna, it's, uh, I think it, it's probably going to open up a little bit short. The race has come up a little bit thin, but it's in a much better race than they nommed it for last time. So it is always the way. Something. Yeah, there's a couple of other horses in Sydney that um, have ended up getting into some really tough races as well. But uh, just when you black buckle, so it's, there's nothing sure that the trainer just sets the uh, sights way too high. It's a, it's a little pet hate of me and DK. I was going to have another blue, but I won't. <laughs> we'll save I had a moral, I had a maiden, moral maiden. <laughs> oh, moral. So where do they decide to put it in a listed race? 250s. 251 it was. Got beaten a length and a half. So what price will be in the maiden next day? 1.6 or something. Unbelievable. <laughs> A uh, big thanks to Punning Form and Top Sport. We're going to wrap up the show. There's plenty of winners. Uh, there's so many tips, and we can't wait to uh, to produce more Bet Doctor next week. It's going to be a cracker. There'll be so much to talk about after a big uh, Easter weekend of racing. Uh, make sure you jump on to uh, Apple's, Apple, Spotify, our YouTube channel. Follow us, rate us, like us, or uh, if you hate what we're saying, bag us. We don't really care. 
Thanks for uh, coming in, Nico, and uh, thanks, DK. Thanks, boys. Good show. Good little show.